0: Welcome to Nation of Animation, a Cartoon Book Club podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. I'm Brooke. <laughs> Just Brooke.
1: Who is also a host, but sure, I think people yeah. can gather that. You're
0: right, you're right. Maybe we should phase out the I'm one of your hosts, blah, blah, Maybe. Blah, maybe. Wow. wow. Changes for the new year. New
1: year, new us. There you go.
0: Look forward to that in the next uh, season. Brooke, do you hear those sleigh bells jingling?
1: I do. They're I ring, hear them. They're ring,
0: ting, tingling too. Oh
1: my goodness! <laughs>
0: it's lovely weather for watching a cartoon together with you.
1: That was nice. Yeah.
0: See, sometimes the bits can be fun and sure, welcoming. Sure, sure. Yeah.
1: So it's it's Christmas. Yeah. Happy
0: Christmas. It's also Hanukkah.
1: It is also Hanukkah today. The day we're recording mm-hmm. is the eighth night of Hanukkah. There you go. But this is a Christmas movie this right, year.
0: Right, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> Next year, let's go ahead and point the flag. Next year, let's talk about Eight Crazy Nights.
1: I've never seen Me it. Me neither, so. So, there call, you go.
0: That's our called shot for 2024. <laughs> Look forward to it. Yeah.
1: But this year, we are talking about, I would call it an old classic. I would mm-hmm. say it's lesser known. Yes. It's not one that everyone watches every year, but it is one that I watched every year. I really year.
0: couldn't believe you had also heard of this when we first, like, co-discovered it, because this, I felt like something that I... Made up.
1: I think that more people will have heard of it than we think. And if you haven't, I think you should watch it immediately. Get ready, yeah. This is a film, a film, it's cinema. (laughs) True, yeah. Called Annabelle's Wish.
0: It is a Christmas special, thus why we are talking about it.
1: It's not currently streaming, but you can find it on YouTube, the whole thing. Yes,
0: on the YouTube channel Family Classics TV. I want to shout this out because this is not just is it on YouTube, it is clearly a VHS rip. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it has, like, it's got the 4-3 aspect ratio. It has, like, a low hum uh, quiet Quite. You can hear, like, the TV hum sure. from old VHS tapes. And also, it has, like, sort of moments where the animation, like, kind of lags or gets staticky. <laughs> like a, a good VHS tape. And, boy, I love that. That was, like a bomb for the soul i love yeah. seeing that that was cool
1: in its original release it was a direct-to-video film which was produced by ralph edwards productions i didn't know who that guy was but apparently he was like an old-timey like bob barker kind of guy oh nice
0: we need more though. so
1: there you go he has sadly passed away now damn but that's okay i don't even know that his production company is making movies anymore but they had this hit
0: hey they, they retired on top <laughs>
1: So, this was produced in 1997 when it first came out, but it really gained popularity when it was broadcast on Fox, so cable TV, Ah. one year later for Christmas. Now, my family recorded it off the TV Mm -hmm. when it aired. So we had it on VHS, but it was recorded. So it had all the commercials in there. And it had some real classics, some of which still air today. So I'm thinking specifically, like, it had this Campbell's chicken noodle soup ad. With the
0: snowman? Yes, Yes. where the
1: kid is a snowman and then he eats the soup and he melts back into a kid. Mm
0: -hmm, Because he was so cold.
1: It also had the M&M Santa commercial where it's like... (gasps) He does exist. They do
0: exist. Yeah. And then he mm-hmm. passes out. Still airing to this day. It is. Because why mess with success?
1: And it had like a little jingle bell Hershey's ad that still airs sometimes, mm-hmm. very classic. So it's it's real nostalgia bait, I think.
0: The rip that we saw does still have the like commercial break moments in there. There's still like the little temporary fade to blacks mm-hmm. where commercials would go in the TV broadcast. Yes, which is cool. No, the
1: commercials were not. Yeah, so
0: mm-hmm. like no commercials. You got to pause it and pull up another video to simulate that. I think we had this on a on a VHS like you a VHS copy. Sure. I believe so. Maybe I'm remembering it well, wrong, and it was also just a TV rip. But we who knows? Did not
1: buy it. <laughs> 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 I honestly don't think of my parents as people who were like. Tech savvy enough to mm-hmm. record something <laughs> from the TV, but for
0: Animal's Wish, they came through. Yeah, I feel like we've really lost that as like a thing that people do. Because oh, no you li-
1: always think this. Saying, stuff. Like, when's the last <laughs> time
0: you recorded something off the TV? Never. Uh,
1: your parents do it all the time. I heard them talk about how like, that's all like TiVo.
0: They're well, not recording still, on VHSs, but
1: it's just changing. Sure,
0: you're right. It's changing. Anyway, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> so a little more backstory on this. It's narrated by country singer Randy Travis in the United States but by David Holt, who is an English voice actor and writer in the UK.
0: Now, is anyone else British in the UK version?
1: I don't believe so. I think <laughs> okay. it's all the voices. So let's
0: dog-ear that for later, because that's very funny to I think could be about. Wrong. <laughs> I could be wrong. Okay.
1: But it's a very American sort of right. film. I would say, like, just how it looks, like, everything that happens. I mean, maybe they just wanted, like, I don't know, something... That really hit home, like, gave Mm. the UK audiences a bit of, like, comfort and cheer. that's
0: David Holt's role? I guess. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Mm. None of the other UK cast is listed.
0: Well, now, I'm wondering, so... Randy Travis was a narrator and an another character. Yes. But here it's just listing David Holt as just the narrator. So maybe
1: that's the case. So maybe that's the but then switch. then I think you lose some of the story, which we'll yeah, talk true. about once we get there.
0: Interesting, interesting.
1: Okay. So maybe they weren't thinking it through that much and they were just like, let's get someone popular in the UK so people will watch it, which I understand. But it is different if you were to watch it in the UK. Kath Susie who is... Bill and Will in the Rugrats, who is also in Hey Arnold and Dexter's Laboratory and tons more stuff. One of the
0: big ins of like modern American cartoon voice acting. Yeah, for sure. so she yeah.
1: voices the titular Annabelle, <laughs>
0: who has wishes, who is also a cow. We should yes. say,
1: <laughs> but we'll get to the plot. Yeah, Jerry Van Dyke, brother of Dick Van Dyke, voices Grandpa and Cloris Leachman. Is Aunt Agnes, who is the main uh, antagonist.
0: Uh, Rue McClanahan of Golden Girls is Scarlet the Horse.
1: Wow. And
0: Tress McNeil, who is Daisy in all of the Disney stuff, is one of the hens. There you go. There you go.
1: So a couple big names.
0: Also, uh, Clancy Brown, Mr. Krabs himself, has two roles as the Unseen Lawyer and the Sheriff. Hmm. I clocked that immediately. I was like, "That's that's Mr. Krabs right there. I know that voice."
1: Very nice. Yeah, the sheriff. Not a bad guy in not this. A, well, yeah,
0: sort of hapless, kind of useless as a sheriff. But no, we'll get he there. He does
1: pretty good, I think. <laughs> Uh, Randy Travis wrote some of the songs for it, which of course cool. he's yeah. he's a country music superstar. And the soundtrack features Travis, Dolly Parton, and Alison Krauss, oh, among I didn't know. Dolly others. Dolly Parton was in here. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't believe her song is in the film; Dang. it's just on the soundtrack. Okay. But Alison Krause's song is in the yes. film, and it's a
0: showstopper. It's It's unbelievable. <laughs> we'll get there.
1: This movie did receive mixed reviews from critics <laughs> when it came out. Oh well. The big criticism that a lot of Critics had a lot. I mean, not that many people were reviewing children's movies back then, but it was the one-noteness of Aunt Agnes as a villain. Mm-hmm,
0: which but, we'll get to. But, eh,
1: I don't know that. I agree.
0: I think she's no more one-note than other, like, cartoon baddies aimed at kids. But we'll, we'll get there. I think it only being, like, 45 minutes means there's not enough time to, like, really get into some of the stuff. But I stuff. don't
1: think it should be longer than right, 45 minutes. Right,
0: that's true. Yeah, it's the perfect length for what it is.
1: Yes. Here's some like stats on it. So when it premiered on Fox, it was the highest-rated television program among children between the ages of two and five. So, like in theater, how do you measure that? I don't know, but in theater, we would call this theater for the very young mm-hmm. or theater for very young audiences, which is different from TYA, which is theater for young audiences. It's a whole different thing to make theater for very young audiences, um, just because you have to take into account like their. I don't know, level of understanding and their attention spans and stuff like that. So that, it was interesting to me that it was broken down to that age group. Mm -hmm. It was also among the top five best-selling videos during November and December 1997. So perhaps your parents did buy it, Ryan. There you go. It was a Hallmark Home Entertainment's best-selling video of January 1998. So people could not get enough of Christmas. (laughs) And they said, let's keep going. Going back the next year. And a portion of the video cell revenues were donated to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which is very nice.
0: It is based on the book Clarabelle, The Christmas Cow by Dan Henderson.
1: I wonder why they changed the name.
0: I don't know. More, Maybe just to American. not confuse
1: it with Disney's Clarabelle oh, the Cow. Oh, sure. Cow. cow that yeah, might course. be copyrighted. I don't That's know.
0: That's true. The, I was going to say, like, what would it take to adapt this for the stage? And I'm looking at So this screenplay, according to Wikipedia, here are the people who wrote this who have writing credit on it.
1: Don't Dan, name them all, just give a number. 13. eight, nine, ten,
0: eleven, twelve, thirteen. Fourteen people have writer's credit on this bad boy. Wow. That's, it's 45 minutes. That's like, that's less than four minutes per writer.
1: <laughs> Very interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that works, but.
1: <laughs> well, for a movie made by committee, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. There are other farm animals that I want to call out right now. So if I mention them later, you'll sort of know who I'm talking about. There's Ears the dog. I love a dog him. with his long name is, ears. His
0: name's Ears. It's so good.
1: Scarlet the horse. Oliver the owl, who's mm. an owl who's kind of a wise ass.
0: He's the Templeton of this piece. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then Brewster the rooster, who has like one little scene where he's like, wake up, it's Christmas. He's a rock-a-doodle. He's, yes. He's very obviously like a rock-a-doodle or even like a foghorn leg mm-hmm. leghorn. <laughs> There's
0: only one way to do a cartoon rooster.
1: Ain't that the truth? Here's some trivia I found. Do you want to hear it? Yes. So, apparently, upon the film's release in Tennessee, which is the movie's setting, which is where I'm from, elementary students were given a special showing of the film, along with a blow-up set of Annabelle's antlers and a visit from Santa. Wow. Not me, though, but I wasn't in elementary school yet when this (laughs) came out.
0: Can I ask, as a Tennessean, how do you think the accent work is on this film? Uh, what, part of, what part of Tennessee do you think they're in? Like they closer I, to Memphis or Nashville?
1: I think it was just very general. <laughs> that was fine though.
0: Okay, that works.
1: It, it is on a farm. There are farms in Tennessee. So there you go. It worked.
0: <laughs> That'll pass.
1: Cloris Leachman and Jim Varney, who voices Gus, who's like a secondary antagonist who, who we'll talk about.
0: grandpa's ex boyfriend yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know how true that is, <laughs> but maybe. They were both on Beverly Hillbillies together. There you go. And then they got to come do this, and I bet They didn't interact with each other at (laughs) all. Sure, because
0: they were just in a recording booth for one day each, I'm sure. All
1: right, I have a plot summary for us. I'm going to walk us through. Ryan, feel free to interject if you need to. I want to say,
0: this is the most detailed plot summary Brooke has ever, like, mustered up. It's it's very staggering.
1: Well, a lot happens in 45 minutes.
0: yeah, true. And I was
1: trying to, like, pare it down, but... Everything I have in here are things that you need to know to Mm -hmm. know the movie. Yeah.
0: So, all right, go. Here you go. Let him loose. I'll
1: try to go fast. (laughs) (laughs) So Billy lives on a farm in Tennessee with his grandfather after his parents were killed in a barn fire.
0: Which traumatized Billy so bad he can no longer speak. Correct. Which is a wild way to start your children's Christmas (laughs) animated special.
1: He has a friend named Emily who doesn't care that he can't talk. And his enemies are the Holder family, including Gus and his children, Bucky and now, Buster.
0: Okay, it is literally in this moment that I'm realizing that he is not related to Emily. Correct. I thought they were brother and sister.
1: Uh, he marries he, Emily at the end. Watching it today, and it says that in the film.
0: I know, but I just really did not connect you thought for me
1: that they were brother and sister. And I got thought they married. were brother
0: and sister, and then he married someone else oh. who just happened to be Emily. I just I didn't connect it. Okay. Oh well, no,
1: they're not. <laughs> yeah,
0: now I know. Anyway, but,
1: and I mentioned this in my notes later, but we can go ahead and talk about it. They make. Emily and Billy look so much alike. They look like identical twins. They could be the same person.
0: It looks like they made the character model for Billy, and they're like, oh, we don't have time for a girl. So they just, like, I don't know, made her hair a little different and gave her eyelashes, like, ah, good enough.
1: And her hair is not even that different. Yeah.
0: (laughs) This is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly.
1: No, I I get how you thought this, though, if you're a listener, uh, you won't think that. Listen,
0: I couldn't hear the ending over the sound of my tears. Over the sniffling. Yeah.
1: Yes, but Billy and Emily look so much alike; they could be the same person. Anyway, Emily sort of like defends Billy against Buster and Bucky. Yeah, the two little like stereotypical. Mean she has kids. to because
0: you know he can't speak, and he, he also stalker. has not does no signing of any kind. Just sort no. of stands there because again, the, the the trauma won't have let him express. But I don't anyway. know how
1: long it's been since this barn fire happened. Like uh, it could have okay. just been like a year or sure. two. You know, they made it sound
0: like years, but maybe who can say.
1: So, if you're thinking of relationships, I want to go ahead and put some in your head. Because as a child, I did not get this. Billy's grandpa, who he lives with, Mm -hmm. was his mother's dad. Yes. And his father has a sister. So, just keep that in your mind I'll I'll say the rest later. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: This I did catch. This I did hear. I did this
1: time, not as a (laughs) child. And I'll explain it, what I thought later. On Christmas Eve, one of the cows in the barn named Star, who has a star on her head. So,
0: you know which one she is.
1: Mm Gives birth to Annabelle the calf. Now, this is, like, separate from what Billy and Emily are doing right Unrelated. now. Unrelated, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Santa visits the farm. There you go. Santa's here. Right.
0: This film begins with a montage of Santa suiting up and getting ready mm-hmm. to go. It's the most, like, yeehaw, it's Christmas. Like, Santa is just ready to roll. It's great.
1: So, Santa grants the animals their annual Christmas wish, which is the ability to speak for one day. Now, I have to talk about this.
0: Sure, yeah. It's wild.
1: So, a big thing with this is that the animals don't want the humans to know that they can speak. Mm -hmm. What's the point of speaking, then? They
0: just want to talk to each other.
1: They can't communicate with each other the rest of the year. They're just sort of of
0: going on the gist of things. Also, the rooster is terrible at keeping a secret. Every scene where he can speak, he's like, listen to me, I'm the talking rooster.
1: (laughs) But it makes it out like just the other animals can understand them.
0: Right, yeah. What
1: does the power of speech mean to them, then?
0: That's a good question. I don't, you know, who knows? Let's all
1: think on that Maybe it's just fun for them to do. Maybe. Maybe,
0: and this is what I really think, maybe Santa doesn't mean for them to keep it a secret. He's waiting for someone (laughs) to break the rule and just like really uh, embrace the gift as it's meant. It's a test and they've been failing until Annabelle.
1: So Annabelle.
0: Like God in the Garden of Eden. Sure.
1: Having just been born, does not necessarily get the majesty of this wish. And her greatest wish is to be a reindeer and fly with Santa. She doesn't care so much about speaking. And that's the Christmas Eve night. Santa
0: does not take this into consideration yet.
1: Yet. Yet. So Billy wakes up to annabelle is his christmas present on christmas morning he's so excited and he was afraid to go in the barn because of the barn fire but because annabelle's in there he's cool with it now they all annabelle talks and they're all like annabelle shut the fuck up and
0: (laughs) they don't say it but (laughs) all the animals are immediately like why'd you do that oh no
1: but then they're (laughs) all like like, he can't talk right they're like it doesn't matter because billy can't tell and they say that. It's kind of
0: cold. There is a lot of casual ableism in this movie. Of like, what's Billy going to do about yeah. it? He can't talk no good. No how.
1: In the meantime, yeah. we get introduced to Billy's aunt Agnes. So, this is his father's sister.
0: Mm-hmm. This is Cuella Deville with the serial numbers Correct. filed off. Yeah.
1: So she lives in a house, she loves Christmas, and more than that, she loves Christmas to look perfect.
0: She likes the material Christmas. Yes. She's, yeah.
1: So she thinks for her Christmas to look perfect, what it's missing is a child. She remembers, oh, I have my little nephew. Let's try to get custody of him for Christmas. (laughs) No other child will
0: do. Mm -hmm. It has to be this one. It has to be the traumatized one.
1: Yes. So she goes to her lawyer and is like, get me this kid. And her lawyer's like. I can't do that. And she's like, keep working on it. Clancy
0: which, Brown, unable to legally kidnap a child.
1: Which is fine. And then she goes to visit Billy and Grandpa. Remember, she's not blood related to Grandpa. That's his son in law's sister.
0: She makes this clear. She's like, you know, my brother and your daughter. She's yes. very much like, I owe you nothing because yes. we're not related.
1: So the visit goes not very well because they don't like her and she doesn't really like the farm. But she makes it clear to Grandpa that she will be using her lawyer to try to gain custody mm-hmm. of Billy.
0: Philly. Can we go back? I want to bring some sure. things up about Annabelle when she speaks. So one, the animals don't get to speak until 11 minutes into this. In a forty-five-minute feature, yes. that is nearly twenty-five percent of the way through before Annabelle says a word.
1: Sure, I have I yeah. have some thoughts on yeah. the timing of this movie. And keep in mind, I, I really enjoyed this yeah. movie.
0: Also, the first thing Annabelle says is when Billy sneezes. Annabelle says, "Bless you." Yes. How does she know to say "bless you"? I don't know. I'm not trying to be cinema sense here. I don't think it like ruins the thing. I think it is just very curious. Like, how do you know to Maybe do this tradition?
1: You're so right. We
0: bless Birdie when she sneezes. You're right. Thank you. You answered my question. Also, Annabelle, they put all the cute money they had on her. Like, the way she hobbles around, like, wobbles as a little baby. Very cute. Adorable.
1: Yes. I like little Annabelle as well. Anyway, that's Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. As Christmas Day continues, Billy, Annabelle, and his friend Emily, and some of the other animals, like Oliver and Ears, go out on this sled, sleigh, while they're pretending Annabelle is a reindeer. They crash it into the Holder family's fence. So if you'll remember, that's Mm -hmm. Gus, Bucky, Buster.
0: These kids. Well, Gus hates Christmas, and Bucky and Buster hate Billy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They love to make fun of him for having dead parents and not being able to speak. Correct. Some rolled doll ass bullies here. They're
1: very similar, I think, to the bullies from A Christmas Story.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. like
1: same, like copy paste. That's, that's the, the archetype.
0: Dead. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but that's fine. So. Gus, the dad, is like, well, I know Grandpa can't pay for this. Let's demand that cow comes and lives with us. And then
0: the sheriff is like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Where is it (laughs) written? Show me the stone upon which this resolution is written, sheriff.
1: But the sheriff does give Grandpa an out and says, Mm -hmm. if you can come up with the money in 24 hours, I'll get Annabelle back and everything will be all right. Notably, we don't see scenes of Annabelle at their house. So I guess things were okay for her there. (laughs) Yeah, he sells. They didn't make it out like it was bad. Yeah. So then, Grandpa sells his daughter's beloved music box to get the money, and then Annabelle comes back, and it seems like that was like a whole lot of nothing. But it does come back later. Right.
0: It is. Yeah, I think it does pay off better than it's set up.
1: Yes. So then, there's a montage. You may think, "Oh, that was Christmas. Movie's mm-hmm. right. over, or we'll keep going on Christmas."
0: Before we go into the montage, I want to shout out Ears, uh, who has one of, a line that I really laughed hard at this time. He says, "There, it's like Christmas night," and he's talking about wanting to be famous. He says, "I want to be famous like last year, Old Yeller." Well, maybe not like Old Yeller.
1: <laughs> when did he read that book? He saw the movie.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. I just thought that was funny. That's Still funny, that's a good joke.
1: There you go, anyway. So then, this is over a little montage. A whole year passes, they skip
0: a year, and Randy Travis says, Grandpa was right, that year flew by. <laughs> anyway, did. moving on with the movie.
1: So, it's a lot of Annabelle like palling around with Billy and Emily and them all being friends, mm-hmm. and it's set to music, and it's a Randy Travis song, and that's fun, but then, it was surprising.
0: And th- her dream hasn't happened yet, right? When's right. her big showstopper dream? It's coming up. Okay. I'll show Or it.
1: maybe it's part of this. I don't know. At one point, I didn't. I don't even think I put it in my notes because I was trying to keep it plot relevant. You're so right. Anyway, Annabella she dreams. has a dream that she's a reindeer and yeah. that's when Allison Krause's song plays and it's slaps. It's very
0: nice. It's very, very good.
1: So this was such a surprise to me because like this montage... That it was a whole
0: year. (laughs) They're like, all right, anyway, Christmas time again.
1: Calves do not stay little for a whole year. That's true. She'd be a full-grown cow by next Christmas. That's the
0: Christmas magic.
1: It's not in the Michelle, She's just an
0: emaciated calf.
1: Who can say? But Annabelle is still a calf by next Christmas. Mm -hmm. So we're back to Christmas again. (laughs) And by this point in the movie... I mean, the movie's almost over.
0: Right. There is 15 minutes Mm -hmm. left. You're like,
1: what? The main plot hasn't (laughs) happened.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. This film is 75% set up. Correct. It is 75% just hanging out.
1: So Buster and Bucky start Christmas by making up a lie that Annabelle like attacked them Mm -hmm. to try to get something bad to happen to Annabelle. They're picking
0: on Billy. Yeah. So Annabelle does shove them over.
1: But not, like, attack.
0: Not aggressively. And then they go, I'm sorry, this moment was, like, really interesting to me. Because they go to their dad, and they're making up a lie. Like, we weren't doing nothing, and the cow attacked Mm -hmm. us. And then Bucky, yeah, Bucky is talking, and Bucky, he, like, Bucky says, like, we didn't do nothing. And then behind him, Buster shakes his head to be like, yeah, no, nothing. And then Bucky looks at him and says, right, Buster? And then he shakes his head the exact same way. Mm -hmm. And to me, it felt like, like, if you're in a play, like, an actor will do, like, a movement too early. And then they'll just have to repeat it when yeah. the actual cue comes. What a weird, cool thing to animate. Someone, like, jumping the gun or missing a cue in animation.
1: That stood out to me as well. And I thought, was there supposed to be a line there that right. the other actor didn't fill in? And they were just like, okay, we'll fix it's it. It's such a
0: weird human moment. In animation, they had time. <laughs> they could have fixed it. But it I liked strange. that they didn't. It was cool.
1: I don't know if I liked that they didn't. It wasn't as polished <laughs> that way. Um, anyway, though. The sheriff comes out, and they're telling their lies, and he's Mm. like, well, actually, the bus driver saw it, and this didn't happen.
0: (laughs) Very convenient, yeah. We don't see the bus driver.
1: To Gus's credit, the dad, he does like tell his sons, go to your room. That was bad.
0: He's grumpy, but he's fair.
1: And then in that moment, the sheriff reminds Gus that he knows what it's like to Mm. lose someone, and that... His little antics make grandpa sell his daughter's music box. And that does affect Gus. And that's where you sort of get yeah. that like he's a widower. Mm-hmm. Their mother has obviously died. That's who he's lost. He
0: was he was Scrooge, but yes. you know, he's gonna he's gonna see it through and do it right.
1: Yes. So it's Christmas again. Once again, Aunt Agnes has realized she wants Billy. Lucky for her. Her lawyer has found a loophole to help her gain custody. So she goes out to the farm and she tells them that she is allowed custody of Billy until he can speak for himself to say what he wants. Now, this is not explained further. Can he not,
0: like, point? Could he not write it out? I don't know.
1: (laughs) And it's like, I thought... How is this a loophole? This would have been Mm -hmm. spelled out clearly. Whatever.
0: Lawyer's not very good. (laughs) It it took him a year to figure this out.
1: And he does say she's not paying him very well. Mm -hmm. So So they get ready for Billy to go off with Aunt Agnes, but the animals sabotage her car to keep her on the farm for Christmas Eve night.
0: And I like this. Aunt Agnes exclusively calls it her automobile. Yes. She says, my automobile. Someone save my automobile. It's not a car because she's snooty.
1: So, we're back to Christmas Eve night. What does that mean? Santa's getting his ass down to the barn. So, he's there for the... (laughs) You like that? Yeah, that was funny. He's there for the animal's annual Christmas wish. So, he's about to let them all talk, but then Annabelle requests a special one. And everyone thinks she's going to ask to be a reindeer and fly with the reindeer. And her mom's like, she's been talking about this all year. Which is another instance of the animals being able to talk to each other. She's been
0: mooing about this all year.
1: (laughs) But anyway... Annabelle's wish is that Billy can talk.
0: And Santa says, all right, it's going to cost you being able to ever talk again. Yes.
1: Which I also thought was a plot hole. And like, just Is Santa seems, the devil? Right. <laughs> like, it seems malicious. Right. This bargain you must it strike. It seems like he has enough magic mm-hmm. to make Billy talk anyway.
0: Right. Why didn't Billy just ask this from Santa in the first place?
1: It's like when you start thinking about God and you're like, mm-hmm. why can't God save the starving right, children? Yeah. You know, and, if he and can... lots of people have reasons for why they think he can't. He
0: works in mysterious ways. But to me, he's evil.
1: <laughs> different reasons, <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> We're not saying guys are evil. That, right. means that was, someone's an, that was an
0: example. Yeah. We're not alleging anything of no, no, the no. sort.
1: So Annabelle gives up her talking. But like I said, who cares about the talking? Because
0: clearly they can communicate anyway. You're so yes. right. But
1: Annabelle isn't the only one who it matters can talk because Billy knows and she, he's her friend.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: But that's fine. So that morning, Billy finds a present from Santa with nothing in it. It's like stardust it's falling on him. Yeah. But he gets to talk, and he says he wants to stay with his grandpa, and Aunt Agnes is foiled. But don't worry. On her way out the door, Gus and Bucky and Buster have come over to apologize, which was very nice of them. And they are genuine in it. And Agnes meets Gus, and they fall in love. It
0: was cranky love at first sight.
1: <laughs> and I wrote, Agnes gets two children of her own, and Buster and the other one, because I couldn't remember his name. Bucky. Bucky. And then after that, the movie jumps forward 20 years. (laughs) I don't
0: know. You're you're skipping where Grandpa, you know, Agnes is trying to leave and then she sees Gus and she's like, oh, Grandpa, (laughs) she calls him by his name and I don't remember it, was just inviting me to dinner. And then in your notes, you thought he went, damn it. (laughs) But I think he just goes, dinner.
1: Oh, I was going to ask you. Yes, I replayed it over and over to try to hear what he was saying. Damn it. So because it's on YouTube, it has like auto-generated captions, so it didn't tell me anything. So I can't watch it with subtitles. Also,
0: the audio is extremely compressed because it's a VHS rep.
1: And I thought as soon as she said that he was inviting her to dinner, he said, damn it. That would be so much
0: funnier. Wow. I wish that was what it was.
1: I thought, wow, they get one Mm -hmm. here (laughs) on Fox. the call. So that was funny to me, but now I hear Ryan says that he was just repeating dinner. That's
0: my belief. That's what it okay, like. Okay, that's me, more but, likely to me. Because
1: yeah. I never noticed it before. <laughs> so I thought, did they take that out for the live broadcast?
0: <laughs> they did some uh, live editing. They bleeped <laughs> grandpa when it aired.
1: So now we're flash forward 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. We, it's revealed that Randy Travis is a narrator was adult Billy all along.
0: Right. Which made me wonder if it was the British guy, was Billy just British at the end?
1: <laughs> I think it's probably more likely what you were saying. Like mm. the narrator is just a different So character. Randy
0: Travis is still older Billy? Maybe. Like, and that was me. I was Billy. And now I can speak. And I'll never forget Annabelle's wish. <laughs> Yeehaw.
1: Maybe. So he has grown up. He has married Emily, which he says.
0: Mm-hmm. I know he says. I just, I just Listen, there was a lot going on.
1: And Annabelle is an old cow now. Mm -hmm. She's struggling to walk. Billy says he's worried about her, (laughs) but (laughs) she walks outside, and it's Christmas Eve, and she like stumbles and falls, and it was so sad. Oh my gosh! But then Santa comes back, and he's like, Annabelle, I never forgot what you did for Billy, so I'm gonna give you.
0: So I've waited years until you're old and feeble and decrepit. Yeah.
1: To, but hey, then she got to live a full life. I actually yeah. didn't mind this that much. Yeah. To give you your last Christmas wish, he changes her into a reindeer. It's not just a cow with horns. Mm-hmm. She becomes She's a, a real reindeer. reindeer, and she can
0: speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: she gets to speak to Billy one last time. She
0: fully gets to transition to reindeer. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she
1: gets strapped into Santa's sleigh and gets to fly with him as one of his reindeer. And this was like so sweet. I was in tears. It made me think. Uh, my 14-year-old dog, Zoe, who is still alive and who I love very much. But I was like, God, when she reaches the end of her long life, finally, let Santa make her a reindeer to fly. You know, even though, like, that's silly. But that's what it made me think of. So I really enjoyed that. It was very emotional for me. Ryan's going to cry right now. I
0: need a minute. <laughs> Keep talking. I need a minute. Okay. Uh,
1: so that was Annabelle's wish. You know the whole plot. But even if you haven't seen it before, you should watch it.
0: Now, hold on. We did skip over my favorite line in the whole show. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: What was your favorite line?
0: I think you know which one. I forgot.
1: Ryan says this line year round.
0: I think about this all the time. So when Billy learns how to speak, not learns, when Billy regains the ability to speak, um, Grandpa starts crying. And Billy's like, Grandpa, why are you crying? (laughs) Why are you crying, Grandpa? That's my bit. How's that? No, that's not what he sounds like, but that's (laughs) why. Anyway, and Billy, not Billy, Grandpa goes, They're happy tears, Billy. And I just remember that from being a kid, the the notion of happy tears was something that was dramaturgically new to me. Yeah. Ryan,
1: you happy cry all the time. Well, now I'm much more emotional. I am.
0: It's true. Yeah.
1: But yeah, Ryan says that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it is a funny line reading, even though it's like a sweet moment mm. in, in the movie. Now, one thing that I really appreciated about this movie, because the whole time watching it again, I was waiting for uh-huh. it, was like a religious bend to mm-hmm. it.
0: And it's not obvious.
1: No. I think there isn't one. Uh, they mention being a believer. Sure. But it isn't Santa.
0: Well, that's the thing. Okay, but this is also where Santa is empirically real. <laughs> at the beginning, yeah. Aunt Agnes is like, "Why you let that boy believe in Santa?" And Grandpa's like, "It doesn't hurt to believe nothing." But yo, Santa's out there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like it's like it doesn't hurt to believe in like Sammy Sosa. Like it doesn't hurt to believe in Michael Jordan. Like yeah, that guy's real. He's, yeah. he's he's he exists in the world. But do you not think that you know Annabelle served devoutly and lived a life of faith and good service? And her at the end of her life in the mortal world, she was rewarded yes, by the kingdom I of Christmas do, heaven. But
1: I do think. That if you weren't religious, mm-hmm. maybe you wouldn't put that together.
0: I, I think that's a fair point. And that's probably the best way and to do it. And they
1: don't mention heaven or mm-hmm. God or anything. And I liked that. Yeah. As someone who's not particularly religious, I need mm-hmm. the secular animated <laughs> Christmas movie.
0: It's, it's the Sufyan Stevens of animated mm-hmm. Christmas media.
1: <laughs> but I really enjoy the film. Mm-hmm. It, like we said, it's like 45 minutes. So it's really tight. It's so
0: brisk. It's so brief.
1: The animation is sort of Don Bluth style, even though it's not Don Bluth. It's
0: more Don Bluth than Disney, yes. to be sure. All the animal proportions. And even, like, the people. Like, yeah. these people, you know, Billy and the girl.
1: Emily. Emily.
0: Yeah, I was going to say Wendy. His sister, him. Emily? Yeah, his sister wife. Yeah. yeah. Billy and Emily, I think, have the most normal design. Everyone else is, like, very exaggerated. Yes. <laughs> Grandpa's, like a, like, a thumb with arms and legs. <laughs> uh, which I find very charming. Um, the way they, they move it conveys a lot of personality immediately. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's not. It's not the most intricate or detailed animation we've ever seen, but it has character. Yeah. It has presence, and clearly we remembered it for our adult lives. So.
1: My sister also really loves this movie. We used to watch it together. Mm -hmm. On the VHS. There you go. That was recorded from the television.
0: I'm gonna search Annabelle's Wish Blu-ray. Just to see. I
1: know it exists on DVD. Oh, that's good. Because I saw that on the IMDb page. So
0: Blu-ray.com. Annabelle's Wish. Yeah, just DVD. Okay. Sure.
1: It did not make the jump to Blu-ray. That's That's fine. No
0: Criterion Collection, Annabelle's Wish? Not yet. Come on, guys.
1: Maybe one day. Maybe one day. So, Ryan, final thoughts on Annabelle's Wish? It's, I
0: mean, even more than just all my talk about, like, VHSes and stuff, I wonder, like, do these things exist? Just, like, one-off Christmas media? Like, one-off animated specials? I
1: so. I mean, I think that there's some... I don't know. Now, the big... Like, stopper for us now is that we don't have cable. That's true. But there are streaming films. Sure. But I don't so. see
0: that. But, like, streaming, like, little short things like this that are, like, well, 45 minutes. special. Well, we just special.
1: watched Robin oh, yeah. Robin, mm-hmm. which came out last year, From which the Ar- was Christmas. 2021,
0: I believe. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, two years ago. Yeah.
0: From the Ardman people. Yes. Which is a lovely little stop-motion Christmas mm-hmm. special, if you haven't seen it. Richard E. Grant is a magpie. Mm-hmm. Um, Gillian Anderson is a cat. Yes. It's great. It's very good. Very fun. You're right. I hadn't thought of that. So there
1: are still some mm-hmm. things I think, but I understand what you're saying in that like something that is broadcast on Fox is such mm-hmm. a communal experience right? because it's like, it's only going to play Friday mm-hmm. night at eight. You it's know, just,
0: the notion of like, let's see what's on is gone. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm not sure. Cause I, I mean, I like streaming services, damn, I'm not crazy, but yeah. like we have that particular cultural element has shifted now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just think that's. I'm I'm glad to hear that things like this still exist, and I hope that there are plenty out there that I just haven't seen. Yeah, I hope that there are things that are airing now that in twenty years people would be like, "Did you ever see?"
1: Well, I think in some ways they were sort of trying to recapture that with the like live musicals. Oh
0: sure, Mm -hmm. those
1: that's not animated, you know, but But like like, the sound of music and Peter Pan. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. All those,
1: which were like fun, even when they weren't very good.
0: Of course, you love Matthew Morrison's The Grinch.
1: I thought it was fun.
0: He took inspiration from Joaquin Phoenix's Joker.
1: Great. What are you
0: talking about, Matthew? Anyway. Love it. Good, good point. Thank you mm-hmm. for well, you for resolving that. But
1: I also enjoy this movie. I do think if you haven't seen it, it's well worth the watch. I really hope
0: it's remembered. I really hope people. I think can't more people know about will it. than we think. Yeah.
1: And I think if you like didn't remember it right off the bat, it will like stir something in your in yeah. your mind that you're like, oh yes, Annabelle's wish. Great. So we're wrapping up our year. Mm-hmm. We won't be back till the new year. Yes, yeah, so which is exciting. We stay have warm, plans y'all. for the new year. We which do is great. And to wrap things up, we did want to do sort of a uh, award show. Yes, but this is a real world award show because mm-hmm. we are recapping our real world bests. Welcome to
0: the first annual real world bests. I'm one of your presenters, Ryan.
1: <laughs> I'm Brooke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good.
1: Uh, so these are like some of our favorite things from the mm-hmm. year. I hope we can think of something for every single one. I've thought of a few. Okay, good. Because
0: I, I was making the categories. Sure. So, yeah. so
1: you you have a little bit of a head start on I me, mean, but let's r- rattle them off. All right, Ryan, so. what was your best TV show of the our year? Our first
0: award tonight is for best TV show, and I've gone back and forth on this, so I have two uh, potential winners. Sure. So the number one is The Bear Season 2 tremendous television tremendous tremendous television number two is the animated series scavengers Reign* on max which is like a cool very uh like adult and esoteric uh animated series about some like people who shipwreck on an alien planet and when i mean I say alien i mean alien it's it's really fascinating uh far out there stuff um and it's just really cool that it got made especially on max of all platforms because that one hates creativity so those are my two picks for best tv show of the year Oh, also Poker Face. Sorry, I just saw it scrolling on your screen. Um, Ryan Johnson's Poker Face with Natasha Leone Love it. Columbo's back, baby. And this time she's Natasha Leone. So great. those are my picks for best TV show. Brooke, what are your picks for best TV show?
1: Sure. I'm going to do two as well. So the first one, I will say What We Do in the Shadows, mm-hmm. which came back this Strong year. Strong season. Yeah. I love What We Do in the Shadows all the time. And I think they're still doing really great stuff. My second one is one that we sort of mainlined but then caught at the end. It was Jury Duty. Oh, yeah. I love mm-hmm. Jury Good Duty. Good pick. I don't know how they're going to recapture it. I don't know that it's recapturable.
0: I mean, PTA is my pitch.
1: Mm, interesting. So we'll see. But yeah. I really like Jury Duty. Mm-hmm. All right. Best movie.
0: Ta-da. So, listen. Great year for the movies that have come out.
1: Yes. No, you, know, you I agree.
0: Know, And great year for the strike that resulted in victory for the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. Those are all great too. Um but yeah, some really heavy hitters. Num- movies that come to mind uh Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Now
1: this is best. You get one.
0: Okay. Hmm, okay. hmm, hmm, hmm. hmm. That's tough cuz there's a lot of ones that are well, really you good. Well, better pick. It's okay. best. I You best. know what? You know what? Asteroid City.
1: Oh, Asteroid City. Wes was Anderson's really good.
0: Asteroid City is my pick. So there. Great. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs>
1: I am going to say right now, knowing that I still want to see poor things and I also still want to see all the strangers, mm-hmm. which either of those may take my top.
0: And Wonka, of course. Oh, of
1: course. Uh, right now, I would say it's Barbie. Mm-hmm. I loved Barbie. Would yeah. see Barbie again Barbie was great. anytime. We saw
0: it twice, which we rarely do. In yeah, the theater. that's true. Yeah.
1: And moving on to our next category. Best
0: book. Best book. book. I do know mine on this. All right, you can go ahead. My
1: favorite book I read this year was one that came out this year, Mm -hmm. which was Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies. It's like a Victorian sort of period piece, maybe a little past the Victorian era. Um, set in a world where, like, everyone acknowledges fairies are real, but Emily Wilde is a scholar who, mm. like, goes and researches them. I'd read that. And I loved it. And the new one comes out, I believe, February next year, and I'm really excited. Nice. What was yours, Ryan?
0: Mine was Chain Gang All-Stars by Ajay Brenya, which is about, um, like, a future... Sort of like if The Hunger Games was fought only with death row inmates, mm-hmm. um, but they're also, like, dealing with, like, NASCAR-type sponsorship in uh, America... The, his debut novel uh his short story collection called friday black is also really good but that was from a few years ago but yeah this is his first full novel uh and it's really really good really cool i mean you know messed up but also
1: yeah, yeah. it's been a lot of best of lists this year i, I believe it'll it'll wins some pretty big award it was well. really
0: good yeah
1: i'm excited to read it i haven't read it yet but
0: i had a copy but it was too big so i gave it to our friend Corey in the move wow well
1: then i guess <laughs> i'll have to get it from the library
0: <laughs> i hope you're enjoying it Corey. <laughs>
1: All right, on to best game.
0: Oof. Well, how much time do we have? Because I think the obvious front runner is Tears of the Kingdom.
1: Mm, sure. I think
0: it's the one that we both probably sank the most hours into. Yeah. Yeah. Although, actually, Brooke, would you like to know how many hours you spent playing Skyrim this I'd year? I'd
1: love to know. You,
0: because I got my PlayStation, like, wraps. It's not really called that, but I forget what it's called. Anyway, I got that. And Brooke Aaron Smith played 164 hours of Skyrim this year. I
1: believe that. Congratulations. Was, to be fair... Skyrim didn't come out this year. That's true. Yeah. I was just
0: playing But hey, it. you can still say that it was the best one for you.
1: It was. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love Skyrim. I have not played the new Space one because it's an Xbox exclusive or like a Microsoft exclusive. We're, we're Sony cronies here. But I am looking forward to the next like Skyrim, mm-hmm. what, Elder Scrolls, It's the next whatever. thing they're
0: working on. It's the Which next project. I hope
1: will not be just an Xbox exclusive. If it is, I'll have to get an Xbox.
0: Yeah, we'll see what we have to do. Yeah.
1: So Ryan, are you are you going with Tears of the Kingdom? I'll commit to Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. Yeah, that's that's, that's my one. pick.
0: I gotta go with my heart there. It just, it was the most fun I had this year. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah.
1: All right, best episode we did.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one.
1: I actually do have one. Okay. My favorite episode, I believe this year was a strike episode, mm-hmm. and it was the one we did with Jihan.
0: Oh, the Anime 101?
1: Yes. Because I I enjoy the Anime 101 <laughs> the Anime part, wins. But more than that, I really enjoyed all of Jihan's like, insights yeah, about was, the strike.
0: Yeah, Jihan was the star of that episode. I
1: think like she everything that she said, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so true. Yeah. Um, I really love talking to her, and I'm excited to see more of her work. Yeah, so that was one of my favorites that we yeah. did this year. What mm-hmm. was your favorite?
0: Do I have to pick one? Yes. Okay, then I'm going to pick... And all of our strike episodes were great, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think just for the two of us, I want to pick our Lo-Fi Girl episode because I think fun. for we really you know spun gold out of a very thin thread there. I just mm-hmm. thought it was a, a, a nice moment of us stretching our uh, wings and figuring out like how do we talk about something as nebulous as Girl Flips Page in mm-hmm. Notebook.
1: Yeah, I do think it was a good year of episodes for us, yeah. even with strike coverage. Yeah, we got to interview it. Caroline Foley which was really mm-hmm. cool. We got to talk about a lot of different things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man, which I really yeah. liked. We got uh, to talk about Mario, which I enjoyed. We talked about
0: your favorite show, American Dad. We, did, we nearly began this year with uh, talking with our friend Whitney Rollins. Uh, about Bluey Whitney Rowland writer for the Avatar video game Avatar are you
1: allowed to say that yeah because it's out now. oh okay
0: (laughs) Avatar Frontiers of Pandora featured the writing of our good friend Whitney Rowland so thank you thank you Whitney that game's been getting some really good buzz which is really cool so
1: is it out the game is out the
0: game is out yes oh
1: cool Mm -hmm. may have to play I have not seen the new Avatar movie so yeah I don't know how (laughs)
0: continuity heavy it is hopefully
1: not very yeah but yeah, we had some really great episodes. And then Ryan's last category here is best guests. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing they every guest we have was wonderful. Yes,
0: every single guest we've it had was had a really year great
1: wonderful. year of guests. Yeah. I'm excited to have more guests next year. I want to
0: shout out every guest we had. Okay, so go again, for. Whitney Rowland, who we talked about Bluey with. Then, of course, we had the wonderful actual artist, Caroline Foley, who we talked to about her career. Then we had David Kepner, professional actor, director, mm-hmm. writer. Uh, Rachel Stubbington star stage and screen Jihan Crowther of course then Amber Lee and Michaela Yepes so thank you to each of you for making this uh, the best year of Nation of Animation yet yeah, we deeply appreciate you and thanks to Danny our producer yeah. thank you Danny thank
1: you Danny <laughs> thanks for listening you're
0: the you're <laughs> the you're the Dan the unsung Danny hero yeah. of Nation of
1: Animation the
0: third chair yes yeah
1: it's and, thank you, to
0: Birdie, and thank you to Birdie the unofficial guest of every episode yes.
1: so it's been a good year Mm-hmm. Even with ups and downs. And I'm excited Blessing for next right. year with yeah.
0: you. I'm excited for next year with you, too. And with you, Bertie.
1: And with you. And with you, everyone listener. who listens. Yeah.
0: So, we hope you have a wonderful holiday. We hope you stay warm. Drink lots of uh, your favorite uh, wintry beverage. And we hope that it is a good holiday for you and yours. Have a good break. Watch some cartoons like Annabelle's Wish. Available on <laughs> YouTube.
1: <laughs> with you
0: can- no ads, also. Which is a big deal. That's true, because it's for kids, I think. But sure, yeah,
1: you can find us both online. You can find me at the Smith on Twitter. I'm also on Threads now. Wow, who is Brook Smith? So <laughs> go there if you want. Fine. I haven't threaded anything. Uh, you can find the show at Cartoon Book Club Pod on Twitter and on Instagram but Nation of Animation on Blue Sky. There you go. Where can you be found, Ryan? You can
0: find me online at Ryan, which is on Twitter at RyRyBooGuy on Instagram at Ryan.Stevens on Blue Sky. You can also vote for me as best playwright in Chicago. Oh, yeah. From at, the
1: Chicago Reader. Yeah,
0: ChicagoReader.com slash best. Uh, I'd appreciate it. That's
1: cool.
0: There's a lot to vote for, but you can just uh, go to like Arts and Culture and vote for that uh, there. There are also, obviously you can write for as much as you want, but that's just the only one that has my name on it. So there you <laughs> go. <laughs> And until next time, uh, the state of animation is...
1: Christmas uh... wish. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Moo. Nation of Animation is hosted by Ryan Stevens and Brooke Aaron Smith and produced by Danny Mendoza. Our show art is by Hervashi Lele, and our theme music is by Jacob Mankey. Be sure to follow us at Cartoon Book Club on Twitter and Instagram.